Hey, how's it going? Thanks for pressing play today on this episode number 51 of Behind the Note Podcast. So right now, it's just you and I. I want to tell you a story, and my children are sleeping, and my wife is out, and I want to see how fast I can tell you this story before they wake up or, or before she comes home. Because I was thinking about you, and I was thinking about this situation of what I'm about to tell you, and I thought maybe you can learn a lesson from this about the time I got fired. See, I only got fired one time in my life, and I want to tell you the story about about what happened. So here it is, without further ado. Once upon a time, <laughs> I, I was minding my own business, and the phone rang for a gig, and I know that you can relate to that because you're a musician. And the guy on the other end of the phone said he wanted me to play trumpet for an event that was coming up. Now, it just so happened that this particular event was a Motown-related event. It was a Motown review type event. So they had Stevie Wonder. Uh, well, not actually Stevie Wonder, but they had someone singing Stevie Wonder tunes and go down the line of the most popular Motown artists. They had a handful of people doing that. And he said, will you play trumpet? And I said well, when is it? You know, stuff like that. So get those details. He tell me how much it pays and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, sure, I would love to play. I'm available. I, I love to play that date. So then I'm about to hang up the phone, and and he uh, he says, hold on. Uh, also, I was wondering if you would write some charts for this date and also get a horn section. And I, I was wondering now my my radar is up a little bit you know and he you know he I asked some details and I said well how many songs how many songs do you need how many players do you need so I got a horn section and uh I said how many songs do you need and he didn't have a straight answer for me so that's a red flag (laughs) he didn't have a straight answer so I tried to pull out this information from him I said well how long is the show and he told me it was about an hour show, maybe an hour and 15 minutes at most. And I said, okay. So let me ask you before I go on. With all the music that you played over time or all of the concerts you've attended, how many songs do you think that may be? Like say it out loud right now. How many songs? Okay, so that's what I kind of thought. You know, I was thinking like, around maybe 13 approximately you know somewhere between 12 maybe 17 tunes at the most and so this is what happened uh i agreed to do it which was a mistake i didn't it was a mistake because i didn't get all the information up front that's the reason why it was a mistake but i said yes i ended up going to this guy's studio multiple times to learn the music with him and just period, just to learn the music, to see what I was, how I was going to arrange for this program. And that's something I don't like to do in general because most of the time people uh, tend to waste the time. You know, they just want to listen to a track with you instead of giving you insight on, on their vision and, I found that to be a waste of time because I can listen to that at home. You understand my point of view? Now, I 
I also do believe that you need to, people need to communicate their vision when you have an original show. But that that's not what was going on in this instance. So I ended up going to his studio, which was a nice little drive for me. And, you know, sit down and listen to these tracks and we get through maybe three songs and then I would leave and it would take a long time. Anywhere from like one, two or three hours. And then I would just go home and, you know, go on with my day. And that happened a few times. Now, here's the thing. At least, at least twice, at least. I, I drove to this studio and the man was not there. No call, no show. You know, I, I will call him and one time he didn't answer his phone. I will call him on a, on a different occasion and he simply said, oh, I forgot or I'm so far away. You know, just excuses. So I wasn't happy about that. But, you know, we continued on and I met with him a few more times. I met with him many times, too many times. I don't remember exactly the number, but I met with him at least at least at least six times, but probably more. Just the two of us to talk over the show. So I was we were having words one day and uh in our preparation and I said, Hey, how long have you guys been doing this, this show? And he let me know it had been ten years. And I kind of shook my head inside, not actually, not literally, but in 10 years, I'm thinking, why don't you guys have this recorded yet? You know, why don't you have some documentation of what you've been doing as far as an audio CD? Just from a show that you've done in the past, you know. Uh, so he, he actually, <laughs> I asked him that kindly, and he gave me a DVD. And I just thought that was kind of weird that they had a DVD, but not a CD. So he gave me this DVD to study. And this happened not in our first meeting, but toward the end. And I'm thinking like, man, all this time I could have had at least this to study from. Uh, but I take this DVD home <laughs> and, you know, when you're transcribing, you listen and then you go back and you listen again and then you pause and you you write some stuff down. And that's what I was doing. But with the DVD and the sound quality, as you can imagine, is not quite the same. It was harder to pick out the parts. So I was I was doing a combination of transcribing and arranging, putting in some some old, my own things. So that's what I was doing. So this project required a lot of time. So finally, we come to the end of of the preparation, uh, and it's time to have rehearsals. So. We have our first rehearsal, and it was ridiculous, guys. It, it it was it was it was almost the longest rehearsal of all time. And the guitar player said this out loud publicly in front of everyone to the band leader, to the band leader's face. He said these words: "This is the longest unpaid rehearsal I have ever been to in my life." And the room was quiet because he was telling the truth. And this look of embarrassment came over the, the director's face because he also knew that the guitar player was speaking the truth. This is true. We, was, we spent a lot of time in 
quote unquote rehearsal and it, it was a waste of time. I was I was slightly embarrassed because I brought in some my 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 team of horn players, you know. And we were there from 7 p.m. I think until like 1 a.m. It was after 1 a.m. And it was just not professional, not professional at all. And we left that night and, you know, it was kind of a drag. And then we had a second rehearsal scheduled a week later. Now, this was, I believe, two weeks before the show. And or actually the week of the show, it was this was the week of the show, the last rehearsal. So similar situation. I got to tell you this. My horn players, there's a three-piece horn section, including myself. My horn players were not in attendance. However, this was planned and it was known in the beginning that this was going to be the case. This was not a surprise. It was not a case of irresponsibility. So I show up on behalf of my team to make the final adjustments and take the final notes. And we were there in rehearsal, and it just wasn't a good rehearsal. And so after, I don't know, two or three hours, <laughs> the band director takes us outside, and he says, "This now rehearsal's supposed to be over. <laughs> and he takes us outside, and he says, hey, guys, we don't sound like we're ready to play for 3,000 people. I'm going to want to get another rehearsal in. And then he looks directly at me in the eyes and says, and I'm going to want to get with you before that rehearsal so we can tie up some stuff. Now, I got to tell you, I actually, I think I did a pretty solid job, actually, of getting all the parts lined up, and uh, that wasn't really the issue. But I think he, sometimes people need to hear the full effect, and in this case, it was just me by myself without my, my other two horn players. So they, they didn't hear all the harmony, for example. They didn't hear the the full effect, and I think... That was missing, and you know, so you don't want to really ask people to use their imagination, you know, in the last rehearsal, and that's what was going on. But he wanted to have more of my time, and I didn't like the sound of that, so I slept on it. And the next day, I woke up and I decided I'm not giving this man any more of my time, he has disrespected my time enough, I've allowed him to do that enough. So I sent him an email. And I said, I cannot make this rehearsal, which was the truth. They had picked a date and I was not available. And I told him, I told him that. But then I also asked for more money for all of the arranging I did. And I haven't dropped the number on you yet. But I, I told him, I said, I, I know we have an agreement of what you're going to pay me to do these charts. And I will honor that agreement. However, I must ask for more money. And so I asked him for some more money. And his reply to my email was, your services are no longer required. And it shocked me. So I was like, whoa, I just got fired. And uh, I just I had to call my guys up and I said, hey, guys, we're off the gig. And I told them what happened. And they knew what was going on. They they know all this stuff that I'm telling you right now. And honestly, they both were relieved. They were like, man, thanks. Thank goodness, because I really didn't want to do that gig. <laughs> so we, we were all relieved. But I was not happy that I got fired, you know, and I, I didn't think that I should have got fired. 
especially because I was really kind throughout the whole thing and I did all of the work and I and I told them that I would honor the agreement even though I did ask for more money but I got fired man so uh that's the story of how I got fired and in case you're wondering how many songs how many songs I actually wrote down it was 72 songs their their program included 72 songs some of them were full songs. Some of them were uh, fragments of songs and, and medley arrangements. But all together, it was 72 songs that I spent a lot of time on that. And it's nice, written out Motown music. So I got fired and I immediately got dark on Motown music. And I heard Motown on the radio and I tell my wife, turn that off. I don't want to hear that. It's Motown. I, I mean, I listened to it so much while I was transcribing and arranging. And I said, turn that off. I don't want to hear that anymore. And I felt that way for about a year. And uh, one day, about a year later, I got a phone call. And the call was to play with Dennis Edwards in the Temptation Review. And I said, what? And if you don't know the history of the Temptations, just read up their history. Um, it was one band and then they had a fight, you know, disagreement, argument, and then they split up into two, two groups. But I was able to play with Dennis Edwards in the Temptations Review, and I was like, wow. So here's the thing. Get this. I show up for, Dennis, for the Dennis Edwards concert one hour before the show. That was call. And that's, what, that's when they told me to arrive. And I, I arrived a few minutes earlier, of course. But what happened was uh, we went to a little room and we like sang through some parts, sang through some parts. Handful of stuff that was considered tricky, we actually played, but we didn't, we didn't actually play a lot. And then we waited for the show to start. You know, we waited for showtime. And so showtime came around, we get on stage and we're essentially sight reading the music in a live concert in front of thousands of people. And I had a blast because personally, one of my favorite things to do is to sight read. And this was a Mother's Day crowd. So everybody was showed up and it was great. And the best part of the night was for me, when Dennis Edwards turned around to face the horn section away from the crowd, he took a towel, he wiped his brow and he said, y'all remind me of the old days. That was the biggest validation because I remember having this horrible experience with <laughs> with this fake Motown band, and I had like almost the opposite experience with the real guys. You know, we didn't spend a lot of time in rehearsal. Not saying that you don't want to rehearse. That's not my point. But there is a difference between amateurs and professionals. And if you can learn to decipher the difference like even in a phone call, you will be better off. I'm, I'm because of this experience. I'm able to do that a little bit better, and uh, hopefully you can too. So that's my story. I just wanted to share that with you. It's been on my mind. Uh, let me know, like on Facebook and Twitter, or you can even email me. Like, let me know what you learned from this story. There's so many lessons here. I know I made some mistakes. I know I'm, I'm, I made some mistakes. But what did you learn from this story? I just wanted to share this with you. Thanks a lot for pressing play. Sign up for the email list at BehindTheNote.com, and I'll catch you next time. God bless you.
Hi, you just listened to this entire show. I know you're a fan of the podcast. And so I want to say thank you in person because I'm hosting a concert and I can't play it to an empty audience. I want to play it for you. You've been listening to the podcast. I want to meet you. I want to shake your hand and say thank you. So come celebrate this new release with me, November 16th, 2015. If you're going to be in the Chicago area or if you live there, come say hello. Learn more about the concert at BehindTheNote.com slash concert. Again, that's BehindTheNote.com slash concert. I'll see you in a few days.